Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, the creator and person behind the Shared Teaching Podcast and sharedteaching.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to another episode. Today we are talking about seven tips for surviving the end of the school year. So this is where it gets real. (laughs) It is a struggle, let me tell you. There is so many things to do, things to pack. If you're moving classrooms, moving schools, maybe you just got a new job and you're trying to figure out all the things that you might need for your new position. It's just a lot going on, right? Report cards, different kinds of forms you have to fill out. I I can't even begin. So anyway, this is your little guide for what you're going to do to make it so you are less stressed, less burnt out, and you can try to keep up with everything. So the first step is to prioritize. And that might seem a little silly, but it's very important. So because there's a million things to do, we just can't get to it all. So you have to prioritize. Make a list of everything that needs to be done and rank the items in order of importance. Focus on the most important tasks first, and then you're going to work your way down the list. Right? Seems simple. So this is the time of year when it seems like there's a new deadline every day. So take a minute and write out those due dates on a calendar. This is going to help you make your list of what's important. For me, I'll work on what's due first to make sure it gets done before it's late. There's nothing I hate worse than having things be late, especially at my job. So if it's something that I know is going to take a few days, such as report card grades and comments, I'll make sure to try to work on them a little bit each day so when that due date comes up, it's not a big surprise or a big push to get it done because Another thing that I really hate is having to take my work home and do things like that at home. I'm done with that now. This year, it was my year to try to get it all done while I'm at school. And so far, it's worked very well. There has been maybe one day a week that I end up staying late and working on uh, not report cards. That's on my brain, apparently, but working on my lesson planning. And so the rest of the time, I just keep my head down, I work hard on my prep, and I make sure that I batch my lessons. And if you're not sure how to do that, Jamie Sears of the Not So Wimpy Teacher is a great one to look into. She just wrote a book that I talked about a couple episodes ago on how to love teaching again, and she talks all about batch planning lesson plans. And I've been doing that forever, but she has a little bit of a spin on it that you might want to take a look at and listen to. Okay, the next step for 
tips on how to survive the end of the school year is to plan ahead. So of course, one of the ways to reduce end of the year stress is planning. The end of year to me also triggers thoughts about next year. So I'm always thinking about like, ooh, I could do this with next year's class. Oh, that worked really bad. I'm going to not try to do that lesson. Or, hey, these kids are really struggling still at the end of the year on X, Y, and Z. Maybe I should start in the beginning of the year hitting that strong so I'm not having such a hard time at the end of the year. Those are the kind of thoughts that kind of run through my head on a daily basis as I'm wandering the classroom or teaching my lessons. So I like to keep a planner page or a notebook open with the running list of things I want to do with my next class. Then when something pops into my head, I can make sure to make a quick note so I don't forget it. Because typically, maybe it's going to pop into my head like in the middle of a math lesson. I'm I'm thinking about how they're storing their manipulatives and what's working well and what's not. And it's going to give me a good idea. So I'm going to write that down. I also like to start making my beginning of the year copies. Yes, I'm that kind of teacher. (laughs) These are my go-to materials I use every year, such as my second grade parent guides. And in case you didn't know, I have them for kindergarten first, second, and third. So go to my TPT store and check that out. And I also have what I call my sight word practice for home booklet. It's just a very cute booklet of tried and true activities that parents can practice sight words at home where it's not a kill and drill spelling practice, but maybe they're using Play-Doh, they're using shaving cream, they're using manipulatives, they're getting dirty, they're having fun, they're engaged. And I give that to my parents every single year. Even though I'm a second grade teacher and it seems kind of babyish, parents really enjoy having that. I hear that from tons of people. So this is also the time that I start updating my flipbook for parents, which I got from, oh, what's her name? Learning in Wonderland? That doesn't quite sound right. Um, But she has these really cute melon kids, melon head kids, and on all her stuff. And she does a really cute flipbook. If you just go to TPT and search uh, flipbook for back to school, you'll see a ton of them. And I think hers might be a photograph with possibly purple and green pages on like astrobite paper, but can't go wrong with any of them. So I update that every year. So now I've got another year of teaching under my belt. I can include another year in my teaching experience. Maybe my about me blurbs changed a little bit. Maybe I have a new hobby that I enjoy. I will talk about my class schedule, the rules and all that extra information like the dress code policy where parents can contact me and I'll get it ready. So I can't necessarily copy and print that early because I don't know the schedule for the following year, but I can at least update it to wait for that point so that when it's all the back to school stuff and you're labeling all the things and getting your room ready and having all the meetings and thinking about getting your room ready while you're in the meeting, then you're you're not wasting as much time. You know it's mostly prepped and ready to go. Okay, my third tip is to keep it consistent. So as the school year draws to a close, it can be tempting to change things and try new things, which is fine. But just remember, this is also the time of year that students are getting antsy and pushing your boundaries. 
So you want to keep your routine consistent. You want to keep your expectations consistent and provide frequent refreshers about what those expectations are. For example, just today, May 2nd, if you're listening to this podcast as it just came out, I was reminding my students today about the just random noises and sounds or the stomping the feet as we're walking in the hallway. I was like, what is this about? I said, this is how we walk in a line. This is what a zero voice level means. This is how I expect it to happen. And we just had a really quick chat about it. And that's important to do. Whenever you notice students start getting out of line, you need to go back over your rules, kind of do a little refresher or pull that student aside and have a little chit chat. But don't slack off on that at the end of the year because this is the time where things get a little messy, right? You're not quite always in the same routine. Maybe you threw on a quick movie so you can get some grades done. You're packing up your classroom so half the things are missing and that's caused them to kind of be a little out of sorts because the room doesn't look the same way it normally does. So just keep that in mind. And just because your routine is staying consistent doesn't mean you can't inject some fun into the day. So feel free to make some fun memories with your class. Not that you need my permission. (laughs) And if you're finished most of the curriculum, now is the time to supplement it with hands-on activities. So if it's math time, do a fun math activity during your math time. It doesn't mean that you're going to do the math at the end of the day instead of the beginning of the day. You keep that same schedule, but you're plugging in those fun activities kind of as a replacement for when you would do the normal curriculum. So you still have math during math, reading during reading, right? But it's just a little bit extra fun and engaging because now's the time of the year that hopefully they can handle it and they're looking forward to things like that. So they kind of work harder for you to get that because it's like a reward. At least in my class. Okay, so you're going to take some of those boring worksheets. You're going to turn them into things like four corners or maybe a game of scoot. Maybe you even take the students outside and have them do their reading outside for the day. Like, how fun is that, right? Just something so simple as, hey, kids, grab your books today. We're just going to do the reading outside. And then you just find a nice shady spot up against the school building and read if you're allowed. So don't forget to check with your admin on that one. All right, tip number four is to make sure to take care of yourself. As a teacher, it's so easy to get caught up in taking care of your students that you forget to take care of yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you taking care of other people? I'm sure you've heard that, especially if you're a mom. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, you're eating well, you're taking breaks when you need them. And don't forget mental health, right? Take time for activities that you enjoy, that help you relax and de-stress, Maybe it's just popping in a fun movie, binge watching something on Netflix, and spending time with your friends and family. All right, tip number five is to celebrate achievements. As the school year comes to a a close, it's important to take time to celebrate the achievements of your students and yourself. You want to try to boost morale and provide a sense of closure for the school year. So think about holding an end-of-year celebration, such as a class party or a special ceremony to recognize those student achievements. It doesn't have to be big and elaborate. Maybe it's just a few quick words or a nice note you leave with your students to take home on their last day. If you want some more information about end-of-the-year celebrations, I do have a podcast episode, number 22, where I talk about end-of-the-year celebration ideas. All right, next tip number six is to get organized. So the end of the school year is a great time to get organized. 
You're going to take some time to clean up your classroom and get rid of any unnecessary clutter. Make sure all of your records are up to date and organized. Your file drawers are cleaned out and emptied. Maybe you're scanning your things and becoming digital. And don't forget to make a plan for the next year too. Take time to reflect on what worked well this year and what didn't. And you're going to use that information to make a plan for next year. If you need more help with that, I have a blog post called Six Reasons to Declutter and Stop Being a Teacher Hoarder. It does not have a podcast episode yet that is on my plans to record one for the summer. So in the meantime, you're going to have to do the old-fashioned thing where you just go to the blog and read the article. All right, my last tip, number seven, is to stay positive. The end of the year can be very stressful, but it's also time to reflect on the progress that you and your students have made over the past year. Stay focused on the positive. Try to maintain a sense of humor and perspective. Remember, summer break is just around the corner. We're almost there, and we can make it, I promise. So we all know that surviving the end of the school year is can be challenging, but if you do a little planning and organization, it's definitely possible to get there. Besides, it's going to get there one way or the other anyway, right? We all wake up and the next day starts, so we can't really slow down that passage of time. So it's coming for you. So again, seven tips for surviving the school year. Number one was to prioritize. Number two was to plan ahead. Number three is to keep it consistent. Number four is to take care of yourself. Number five is to celebrate achievements. Number six is to get organized. And number seven is to stay positive. Remember, you're building memories for these kids. You want their last weeks to be enjoyable with you. And you want to have fun too. That's why we're in teaching. So enjoy the time you have left with this special group of kiddos. And if they are really hard, then just count down and know that soon they will be nothing but a reflection in your rearview mirror. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. You want to make sure to take and put on that air mask before you help anyone else because if you're passed out on the airplane, how are you helping, right? So always take care of yourself first. Gas mask, air mask, whatever, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. The oxygen mask, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I had a late night last night and it's it's another late night as I'm recording this because I don't want to skip any episodes. I'm very focused on making sure that I put out quality content every week. So here it is, me being crazy, recording it late at night. Okay, so you